This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. We've got our new fortnightly Wednesday feature starting up today. Um, I'm speaking with Richard Porter from Bike Waikato. He's the chair of the committee. Uh, and obviously there's a lot of interesting stuff um, going on uh, in, in regards to advocating for active transport in general, and not just in Kirikiriroa Hamilton, but in the wider Waikato. So I've got Richard in to speak about that. Good morning, Richard. Good morning. Thanks very much for coming on uh, the free breakfast. Not a problem. Thanks for the invitation. So would you like to, um, just as an introduction, um, tell our listeners what um, Bike Waikato is all about? Sure. Um, Well, so we're a a local advocacy, promotions and activism group. So... We're formed from what was Cycle Action Waikato. So we're not a, we're not a new group. We're, we've got a, quite a deep history in Hamilton and this area of the Waikato. Um, and Cycle Action Waikato was related to Cycling Action New Zealand, which is a national body for cycling advocacy. So the, some of the members in Hamilton decided that there was a lot more that we could do um, in terms of getting people onto bikes and encouraging local authorities. So we see our our task as as just that, encouraging more of the community to get onto bikes and and as you say, sort of active transport, so micro mobility as well, which can help them get around faster and and effectively help them leave the car at home. Um, we're not advocating that everybody has to get rid of their cars and ride around on two wheels all the time. It's like there are times that they can jump onto a bike and it makes a difference to everyone getting around. And so as a committee and as a um, the membership that we're building, we've, we've got a group of really passionate people who want to implement or, and encourage councils and road controlling authorities, Waka Kotahi, to implement change to give people those options. What sort of membership do you have at the moment? Our membership is its just beginning. So as an incorporated society, we've been around since September last year. Um, so membership-wise, I think we're sitting at about two dozen paid members at the moment. It's not something that we've been pushing really hard. But we have a, a newsletter group of around 200 people that we send out reasonably regular monthly newsletters to, hoping to push that higher. So... Early stages at the moment, but we've got a lot of people that are aware of us in the community, even if they're not connected to us in any of our media channels or anything. They know what we're doing. They know that we're there and we're talking to councils and to other community organisations as well. So it's a a growing thing. Mm. And I suppose you wouldn't want to sort of isolate yourselves as just in the interests of cyclists. It's overall uh, looking at the infrastructure of Kirikiriroa Hamilton and the Waikato, isn't that's, it? That's right, yeah. I mean, we're very much... Our key key message is having infrastructure for cyclists and people that are riding bikes and e-scooters, um, skateboards, electric skateboards. If anyone wants to ride their rollerblades to work or to the park, then you know, we want to provide that sort of infrastructure. But what that then does is it complements people like Living Streets Aotearoa and Living Streets Hamilton who are um, focused on making safe footways and footpaths for people that need to walk around and people with disabilities that need to use the footpaths. So 
we sort of see the work that we're doing is tying in very closely with what they are doing because what it does is it creates a safe space on the roads or off the roads for people on bikes, which then also frees up the footpaths for the people that definitely need them and in turn takes people out of their cars and off the roads. So the roads are there for the people that need to use a vehicle, need to drive around or for a certain day or, or just part of their job. Um, so everyone in the city actually has the means of transport that works for them for that time. Do you think Kirikiriwa Hamilton has, is in a city in its nature able to accommodate a cycling culture, a growing cycling culture? We think that, that we can. Like, if anywhere can really. I mean, you look at somewhere like Auckland. It's got massive, not huge, but it's got massive uptake in cycling. And it's got how many volcanic cones scattered around the city? Like 50. <laughs> exactly. So, so in, in terms of, say, topography, um, Hamilton has a lot going for it. I mean, there's, there's definitely, we've got a few reservoirs on top of hills that we run cycle lanes past, um, which sometimes makes it a bit difficult to get to the top of the hill because it's the highest one in the area. <laughs> but as, as a whole... Um, we've got a lot going for us in terms of the topography, the, um, the fact that we've got the Tiawa River Ride that you know cuts right through the middle of the city, so it allows us to provide a backbone for some of those connections. We've got gullyways that there's plans in the works to connect those up with um, walkways and cycleways on them. So long-term um, vision really helps with with seeing what what we're going to do there, but. Definitely, definitely opportunities to make some really big changes and we just need to get some people to make the right decisions for that. And so there's plenty of us to talk, uh, plenty for us to talk about in the next, definitely. next while then. Yeah. Um, so um, on that note, Richard, do you want to give us um, a bit of an update on where Bike Waikato is at at the moment and what issues are in consideration? So we've been working through some sort of some small programs and and building a relationship primarily with Hamilton City Council at the moment, and we're just starting to um, spread that out to some of the wider districts as well. Um, we've got a, a pretty good connection now with some of the staff that are working on the cycling projects in Hamilton, and we get to sit down with them regularly and talk to them about those projects and how they would and wouldn't work with people on bikes. Um, and councillors are starting to listen to us a lot more. We've, we've had quite a few opportunities to speak to council and the infrastructure operations committee around things like the biking and micromobility plan and Eastern Pathways program, both of which, at least biking and micromobility, has been agreed to send it off to Waka Kotahi for funding approval. So you know, we've got to keep our fingers crossed that the, the people that are actually making decisions about the big money now are actually thinking about people on transport options other than vehicles um, but so in terms of you know, we've, we've been working alongside and some of the stakeholder communications with council and trying to encourage the people that are connected with us to have a have a say on what they want in some of those programs um, at the moment um, in the future we have, there's there's always money to spend every day on cycling improvements little improvements some slightly bigger ones so we've got um, some meetings coming up talking about intersections and little cycle lanes that might 
disappear somewhere and so we need a connection and so we will welcome everybody to to jump onto the website and say contact us through the contact form or our ungap the map campaign and um, put some information in there and we'll compile it and put it forward to the staff at council and say we've had the community raise these issues um, what can we do to connect up these gaps or make this intersection safer for everybody that's using it mm. so for the for the sort of lay person in Kirikiriroa Hamilton would you like to talk about ungap the map because sure. um, I don't think people realize of those sort of hurdles that people face in terms of the active transport infrastructure. Yeah, so Ungap the Maps actually is not something that we've originally come up with. It's actually um, something I took from Vancouver when I used to live over there, or more than 10 years ago now. It feels like a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, So Ungap the Maps sort of relates to the fact that when we look at what um, the cycling infrastructure map in Hamilton Kirikiriroa looks like, when you look at all of the lines that council have put onto the map, they're very broken. They don't continuously connect to each other. You get to an intersection and there's a gap because it means that there's no cycling infrastructure. Um, the green boxes in front of the vehicle lanes or even a cycle lane leading up to the intersection. And so the premise behind Ungap the Map is we know that people on bikes, other people out there that are seeing where these holes and these gaps and these discontinuities are, or or even just where impro- small improvements could be made, where the maintenance and sweeping is not being done regularly. So by collating and, and collaborating with the, the community on those issues, because they primarily are issues. Some of them, some of them are ideas of, I've got this idea it would be better if um, the cycle lane went here instead. Maybe we could actually, while we don't always want to go onto the footpath, there's a, there's a really, really wide berm area that we could utilise as well and it would make it safe for everybody. So the idea is that we encourage people to um, provide... S- Ideally, stuff that's not immediately dangerous. If it's immediately dangerous, we recommend people contact council about it and get the, the teams out there to, to address it. But things that are obviously going to need to put it, be put into a longer-term program um, for maintenance, um, ongoing maintenance and um, capital works construction, then we can collate them and find out areas that connect to each other and sit down with the council staff and actually along with council to develop a really connected cycle network, not just improving one thing here and there as somebody calls up council and says there's an issue you know, on my route to work. And uh, we might find out that we end up with a lot of people talking to us about Ulster Street or getting through Victoria Street, which is slightly improved now, but for the rest of it, it needs some more improvement. And we can then go to council and say, look, we've got tons of people, we've got half a dozen people that every morning have an issue going through this intersection. Can we look at making improvements? Because based on that, we know that more people will choose to jump on a bike, ride through the same intersection, and we'll see the uptake in cycling that we really want to see and we need to see in some cases to reduce congestion and help out with all the other issues. Mm, and contribute to people's quality of life in That's general right. as well and, yep. and provide them with the, um, the choice. <laughs> Providing people with the choice. So, and that's one of the biggest things we're trying to, messages we're trying to get across is we all should have a choice. I mean, how many of us used to just jump on our bikes when we were kids and ride around town or anywhere? I, I remember listening to Councillor Ryan Hamilton talking in 
the Infrastructure Operations Committee meeting, and he was talking about as a teenager jumping on his bike from school and riding across, as riding across Fitiora Bridge. Um, and, and then at the end of his speech said, and I wouldn't allow my children to do any of that right now. Mm. And, and that's the thing. It's like we all used to have that opportunity. Granted, things have changed. The, the amount of traffic has changed, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't provide environments for ourselves, our kids, our families to jump on a bike and have fun, but also get somewhere as well and get somewhere safely. Mm. And this is very much looking for the um, the future generations as well, you know, with Definitely. you having mentioned the kids just then. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's something that I have um, two young boys and a, another baby on the way, and I'd love to be able to see them jump on a bike to school, um, jump on a bike and ride down to the park and the playground, and all of us jump on a bike and ride into the town and... and spend an afternoon there enjoying <laughs> realistically enjoying the, the livable city that um, we all want Hamilton to be mm. uh, It's a pretty fair ask I think. <laughs> I think so. So it will be interesting to talk about it ongoing um, in this uh, fortnightly feature um, speaking to you Richard Porter from Bike Waikato and you said uh, uh, someone else was going to like to come up. We'll have um, as well. ideally one or two other committee members um, just to help share the load and spread some different views. Um, so it's not just um, me um, having mine, but you know we've got a, a very diverse um, committee, and so it'd be great to have some of their um, give them the opportunity to also share what Bike Waikato is doing in Hamilton, Kirikiriroa, and the greater. Uh, Waikato area as well. Um, we definitely don't want to forget um, all the surrounding towns and um, mm. encourage. You know, we're, we're just in the um, stages of connecting with the community in those areas: Narawahia, Raglan, Tiamutu, Porongia, um, Cambridge, and even the councils as well, the council staff and the councillors. And so that's a sort of timely around the long-term plan. Um, deliberations time as well. It's giving us a good opportunity to connect with all of those extra people. Mm, it'll be interesting to talk um, in a fortnight about um, what's going on regarding the LTP That's and right. what's in the in the sites there. Yes, exactly. Mm. It'll be it'll be good. We've we've heard some positive outcomes in the deliberations, so now we've got to hope that they, everybody, staff and councillors, make some really good smart decisions for the future of our towns and cities. Richard Porter from Bike Waikato, thanks very much for coming on for our new fortnightly feature. Thank you. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.